0: Celebrating 30 years on Utah's airwaves, Western Life Radio thanks you for joining us around the campfire and for your ongoing support to Utah's longest-running home, garden, travel, and outdoor adventure program. You can always join us on our online campsite at westernliferadio.com.
1: It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded (laughs) splash fight. It's dad o'clock and it's the best time of the day because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Connect with the world through RISE Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, RISE Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment. Whether you live in a suburban or rural area, RISE helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. RISE Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype. Get more for less with Rise Broadband. To check availability in your area, visit risebroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE.
2: When carrying a firearm, always treat it as if it were loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. Never let your muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy. And always be sure of your target, its environment, and any other safety hazards. This announcement has been brought to you by taylorgunsmithing.com
0: discover the magic within Utah State Parks with an annual State Parks Pass. From boating and fishing to hiking, camping, and off-highway vehicle adventures, Utah State Parks offers a wide variety of activities in the great outdoors. An annual State Park Pass opens the gate to year-round adventures at an amazing price. The annual State Park Pass provides day-use access for you and your family for 12 months from date of purchase. In addition, Utah Utah State Parks opens the gate to cultural and historical parks where you can learn more about Utah's rich heritage. And don't forget to reserve your favorite campsites year-round with options in teepees, yurts, and hammocks in addition to the standard tent and RV options. Visit the trailhead for more information at stateparks.utah.gov. I'm Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. We live in an incredible state, and this time of year, my family and I, we love to ride. Unfortunately, we've had too many fatalities this year. And while safety equipment is critical,
1: it's not enough. Remember to always be aware of your surroundings and never ride beyond your capabilities. We wanna make sure that you make it home safe. And never forget,
0: nobody is invincible.
2: Faster Utah is proactive about school safety. For more information, fasterutah.org.
0: has officially begun, and Sportsman's Warehouse has everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. From hiking to camping to shooting, ready for some fishing? Sportsman's Warehouse has all the rods, reels, baits, and nets you need for success. And hunting season will be here before you know it, so bring in your bows for free tune-ups. The best part of all is that at Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do, and they will get you just what you need. Sportsman's Warehouse, take it outside.
1: Play safe on the water. In Utah, youth 12 to 17 must pass an approved safety class prior to operating personal watercraft on Utah waters. Classes are offered statewide. Register now or get more information by calling 801-538-BOAT. Visit stateparks.utah.gov. This message brought to you by the Utah State Parks Boating Program.
0: on the shoreline once again with Utah State Parks and Recreation. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Oh, thanks,
3: Brian, and thanks to you all out there. Another little bit of radio time there, and just listening to me talking about safety and try to keep people safe out in the water.
0: It's been one of those summers where we're seeing lots of folks not wearing their life jackets.
3: We're getting a lot of that, and so it's kind of funny. Our usual lake, like Lake Powell, we're not seeing or hearing much from them I mean, things are occurring, but they're not occurring at the levels they are up north. And so it's been hitting the news a lot up here. So the big question I've been asked is, man, why are so many people drowning this year? And frankly, it's about right on the mark from what we've been having in years past. It's just occurring in different areas. And it's frankly in our backyard. I don't want to downplay it because any one of these incidents, they're tragedies. There's somebody or multiple people from a family that are not going to be with their family anymore, and I can't put words to it. I would try to put some type of words of advice out there for prevention.
0: And I think that's key here. We just need to remember and remind folks, life jackets save lives. And it doesn't matter if you're boating or swimming or whatever. Those life jackets make all the difference in the world.
3: Yeah, my realm and my expertise and everything goes into that, that's in the boating world. We want to strive to get out there and take care of our boaters in the state of Utah and those that come and visit us that go boating. We want to do that. But just that simple act of wearing their life jacket, that really pours over to swimming and the beach goers, It's not required for them to have a life jacket and to wear a life jacket out there. There is no laws regulating that at all. And that's maybe why we're starting to see and hear more, especially in our backyard, that that is occurring. And I think our news has changed a little bit. It's a more instant and a lot faster than what it has been. And so in saying that, if I could reach out to those that hit the beaches and saying, wear your life jacket. Wear the proper swimming attire. Street clothes are not good to be in the water with. Spend a little extra money. Get some swimming trunks change into them, do not enter the water in street clothes and try to swim in street clothes. That's the situation that we've been seeing this year. And for the voters, I wish I could get you from less than seven percent it's actually a little lower than six percent this year of voluntary wear of life jackets. So I wish we could get that voluntary wear up to ten or more with it. That'd be per fifth higher than what it is the national average. The national average is right about six and a half to seven percent sometimes even lower, so we fluctuate right close to that national average of voluntary wear for life jackets. So folks on a boat, they're not your daddy's life jackets anymore. They're not dad's and your granddad's life jackets. They are new. There are some cool jackets out there, and they are ones that you can wear. They'll fit you nice. You can move in them. They're more specialized for different types of activities, so just wear your life jacket while you're out there. Take care of one another. And then long-winded approach man if you're ever jumping off that boat remember that's a place of safety and if you're jumping off that boat make sure you put on that extra safety gear to enter into the water the plate if you're jumping into the water have that life jacket on and then most of all if anybody is in trouble make sure you put your life jacket on before you go and get them or use a throwable that throwable cushion or life ring that is required to be on boats over 16 feet length, use that. Throw that to them first. That'll give them a little extra time to where you can get your life jacket on and have an effective rescue to where there's nobody that perishes in that situation. So there you go.
0: That's great advice. There has been a lot of sensationalism on these drownings, and everyone's tragic, no question about it. But I think that you're right. I think a lot of them in the past have been at Lake Powell, and we're not seeing the traffic at Lake Powell because there's so many ramps closed already this season. A lot of the pressure has moved north here. I know there's been a lot of noise also that maybe some laws potentially should be changed with regards to life jackets, more requirements. What are your thoughts in that direction?
3: You know, I've been asked that one, and it simply falls down. We have a process, and that process is for the people to bring that towards the legislature and to get these bills to go and if the people want it then by doggone we got the process to do it can they save lives yes they can but i don't want to have it be forced fed through because that just causes more issues if the people want it people have got to bring it to them we will be there to support anything in that way because they're like seatbelts seatbelts weren't really popular when we were growing up brian and Now we wear them. And again, we can think about bike helmets. Bike helmets weren't really popular when we were young. Or the it, Dorky kids wore them. Now, you're the dork if you don't wear them. Yep. And you're on the ski slope. I mean, I'm just putting things out there. Helmets? Geez, those were for the pros. Nobody ever wore helmets on the ski slope. What happens now? They're wearing a helmet. So there's been a big change. But the water has been the wild west of things like that. If we can have that paradigm shift, then if the people want to do that, then by dog guns, step up, put your two cents into your legislator and get it rolling. We'll be there to support. We'll give the data and we'll help make the best choices as can be made for the population that's out there. But really, that's where it goes. It's not going to be force-fed for me. I'm going to force-feed you with information and education as much as I can and support anybody that will wear their life jacket. But If you want a new law, then folks, you got to step up and get it done.
0: I think you make a good point, and this pandemic has certainly been one of those examples where there's been a lot of resistance to wearing masks, for example. The science is there. We know it's the right thing to do, but yet there's been a lot of resistance towards it, and even the laws have been pushed back to not have a mask mandate this next season, even though it might be the right thing to do. And so pushing it from your side... Even though it's the right thing, it might be the smart thing, it's going to be a hard uphill battle unless it's wanted by the public.
3: Yeah, and that's where I look at it. This is the people's choice, and this needs to be the people's government. I don't want a finger pointed at me saying, you didn't do the right process, or You didn't think about this. You didn't think about that. Well, I've thought about it a lot, and would it help? Yes, it would, to have some stricter life jacket laws. But voting in the United States... Really, it is the Wild West. There are not too many life jacket laws out there that are really heavily stringent in states. There are in some particular areas and some uses, but we've even seen some weird pushback in some coastal states that want to remove life jacket wear as a whole. They don't want life jackets being worn at all for anything with that. It just fundamentally doesn't bring sound Thinking into things. And so that's where I turn around with this. It has to be the people. It has to be the users. And if they want it, by doggone, step up and ask for it. And we'll make sure that the right data gets there and we can go and do that. And then hopefully if it was ever to occur, it would be something that you could see definite savings of lives that are out there.
0: Now, how do Utah's laws stack up against others across the country as far as life jackets?
3: Life jacket, where we're sitting about the national norm with our life jackets. We're right close to that age of 12. Some are actually down as low as 8, that anybody over the age of 8 wouldn't have to wear a life jacket. I think that you can start to see that the numbers actually increase from the age of 8 and above and open-water drownings in those states. But, again, that's what their people decided that they wanted to have. i say we kind of sit on the norm. One thing I want to put out here is I'm going to mention a graph that's from the Waves of Hope website, and they call it the X Factor. And it's statistically across the United States and also across the world that kids young ages have a higher risk of drowning in pools. But as you start to get older, you have a higher risk of drowning in a lake, in the natural water environment, not in a pool. And so that's really where I want to try to get that out to people is to think about that X factor and think about that age. We don't get too many kids that drowned in the natural lake environment that are under the age of 13, but we sure Get a lot of folks that drowned that are above the age of 13. And it's because they're not required to wear a life jacket. And that especially in the boating world. They're not required to wear a life jacket unless they're in certain circumstances, such as running a river on a personal watercraft or participating in any toad sports. You have to wear one. And so those are the things that we would get out there. The statistics don't lie, your chances increase as you get older. And for the 10-foot tall and bulletproof late teens and through your 20s, and even in your 30s, getting out there and having fun and doing crazy stuff, you guys are the ones that are at most risk. And then as we get older, and Brian, me and you are starting to roll into that realm, <laughs> we're at risk too. So those are things there. Everybody take care of themselves, take care of their family, their loved ones. And the most important thing I can say is Look forward and look at the end of the day when everybody's piling into your vehicle and you're all going home after having a good day on the lake. And we're not having a sad circumstance of somebody not going home that day.
0: I know we don't want to be pushing any laws, but if there were a law, and I know a lot of people say, well, I'm not really qualified to suggest what would be needed to make the biggest difference. In your opinion, and your experience... If there were a law to be introduced, what would give us the most bang for the buck as far as laws? What would be the most helpful law if there were to be one introduced to help us here in the state of Utah?
3: Oh, man, Brian, I really don't even want to mention anything because it would probably be the most unpopular thing in the whole wide world. Look at Kazi Reservoir. Kazi Reservoir is our only reservoir in the state of Utah that is a mandatory wear if you're out on that reservoir. Causey used to have drownings left and right. They still do have a few, and the reason why they have them is if somebody didn't obey the law, they're cliff jumping. Cliff jumping and life jackets don't necessarily mix, and cliff jumping is a hazardous activity anyway, and we usually lose some people with that. But Causey has a mandatory where ordinance that Weaver County has up there just because there's a cold water reservoir, that reservoir gobbles people up that overturn their boats, and then they are very hard to recover. It is a very deep reservoir, a very steep sides. It's just a hard, hard reservoir to, to be in. And so they set an ordinance to everybody that is out on the water, swimming, you're on a boat, any type, you must wear a life jacket. And that solved their problems, on the most part, on that body of water. I don't know if that one size fits all. That's why I'm kind of looking at it as those folks. So that comes up to you guys. We can pull the trigger or rip the Band-Aid off and go to that extreme. Great. But that's a pretty big paradigm shift in the boating realm and in our lake and waterway areas. And I don't know. That's got to come from the folks because... I don't want people picking in front of my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Again, we're looking at, what, 6% you said? And if that were to jump up to at least 80%, there's always going to be some rebel rousers that wouldn't follow the law, oh, yeah. no matter what yeah. you say. So if it were to jump to 80%, we could probably cut potentially some of these deaths down probably 80% too. I mean, it'd be significant. Okay.
3: Utah, on average, 80% of our voting fatalities could have been prevented. And I mean, that is on the premise that when we go through and do the investigation, were they wearing a life jacket or were they not? And we have that circumstance that 80% of them, now every now and then we have somebody that perishes and that drops that percentage down. And you know what? It is what it is, and that statistics as it goes. Life jackets, they will buy you time. But if you're going to be spending... Hours in the water, hours in rough conditions with nobody knowing how to get to you and how to rescue you or knowing that you're even in trouble, your likelihood of surviving is going to be minimal. And that proves to fact in some of these instances that we have seen this year and in years past. But the ones that do have jackets on and rescuers are out there actively looking for them and can find them, they're brought in, they're treated for hypothermia, and they're ready to go. But most of these folks that have spent hours out there have succumbed either to hypothermia or they've been caught so much with waves and stuff that's been out there that they've aspirated water and began the drowning process and actually drown with their life jackets on. And that can occur after hypothermia sets in too and they become unconscious. Can they save lives? Yes. Yeah. Do seatbelts save lives? Yes. Do people still die in car crashes wearing seatbelts? Yes. And that's where we need to be looking at it is what can do the most bang for the buck in saving people to prevent these tragedies. But then again, I really don't want it to be the most overbearing law or anything in the whole wide world. I just want people to make good choices and wear their life jackets out there Take that extra safety precaution and do so to make sure they go home at the end of the day and they can have long-lasting memories with their families.
0: Beautiful. That says everything right there. Now, folks want to make changes. If this is something we want to push, again, contact your local representatives, contact your legislative representatives, get something started with them.
3: Yep, just do it that way. That's the natural way of doing it. It can be an email. It can be a phone call. There's a lot of folks that sit out there and say, oh, well, that doesn't help, and they don't listen to me, and they don't do this, and they don't do that. You know what? It does. We see it. and I know that the legislators that are out there, they see it. When people reach out to them, they do listen. There may be things that are not as popular, but they are investigated. I know a family that was trying to do some things for carbon monoxide warning. There were federal laws prohibiting some of the things that they wanted to do. But yet, if we could find some way to be able to get the word out better and to do something that doesn't violate some laws that are not too overbearing. And some of those laws are set in there to where it gives consistency for states. And that's what I mean with the federal laws. That's really why they're there, because they don't want to have it to where you got to be a rocket scientist across state boundaries to figure out what the laws are. That's why we have our federal laws that state that we've got to be in harmony with one another. So it's not so confusing to jump from state boundary to state boundary. And that's one of the cool things about our nation is that we can freely move from state to state and to visit and to go and see our great nation and not have to be in trouble for one thing or the next because we didn't know what it was. Our laws are basically consistent across the board, and that's where we ran into some of these issues. So don't get down. Reach out. Reach out to your legislator. They would love to hear from you. They would love to get your point of view and look at your things. And then they have ways of researching that and asking questions and just trying to get more validity to it, and that's really how laws are built. That's it. So you don't need money. You just need persistence, and you need the courage to reach out and ask.
0: Now is the time actually to strike now.
3: Oh, heck yeah. They got time yeah, do now. now. Do it now. Jeez, you can do a simple thing of sending an email. You don't have to write a letter and put a stamp on it. You can send an email and hit send, and it's gone. You could request a phone call. You can leave a message. We've got good people up there. Reach out to them.
0: It's a good time right now because now they have time to research the things. They have time to put together a solid bill. If you try to reach out to them before January, they're too busy. It's going to take a lot of time to put things together, and it'll probably not pass because they haven't had time to do it right.
3: Yeah, that goes with anything. It's the people. The people are the ones that need to reach in and do and ask, and we have some that are, okay, I understand you don't understand this law a whole lot, Sometimes it doesn't occur because the best for the people is actually the law, and it takes time. And there's some one-on-one conversation and education with those that want to have the change. And when we give them the rest of the story, and no pun intended there, Brian, but anyway, it tends to open them up, and then you even get more of an advocate to help out in certain avenues. So that's the cool thing about our legislative process. So exercise it and it's better to have the
0: mass exercise it than the few. I agree, 100%. All right, then, let's take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. We'll continue our discussion with Mr. Ty Hunter with Utah State Parks and Recreation and the Utah Boating Program, and when we come back, we'll talk about the flash floods, we'll talk about the monsoons. Stick around. More fun is on the way here on Western Life Radio. jackets and let's go. But mom, when will I be old enough so I won't drown, and I don't have to wear my life jacket, will I be invincible just like you? Sweetie, I'm not invincible. I need my life jacket too. Anyone can drown, no matter how old they are.
1: Accidents do happen. Protect yourself and set an example. Wear the proper safety gear when you're on the water. Please remember, nobody is invincible.
0: Summer has officially begun, and Sportsman's Warehouse has everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. From hiking to camping to shooting, ready for some fishing? Sportsman's Warehouse has all the rods, reels, baits, and nets you need for success. And hunting season will be here before you know it, so bring in your bows for free tune-ups. The best part of all is that at Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do, and they will get you just what you need. Sportsman's Warehouse, take it outside. Put on your helmet, let's go. But mom, when will I be on left so I don't have to wear my helmet? When will I become invincible just like you? Sweetie, I'm not invincible. I need my helmet too. Anyone can get hurt, no matter how old they are.
4: Be responsible and set an example when you ride. Accidents do happen. Please remember, nobody is invincible.
0: Explore the universe from one of Utah's dark sky parks. With more than 14 state park destinations to choose from, your family can gaze at the Milky Way, watch the moon rise, or make a wish during a meteor shower. With the right telescope, you can find nearby planets, tour distant galaxies, or capture the heavens with your own deep space photography. Your adventure begins with a camping reservation and a clear view to the darkened skies. Launch your epic nighttime adventure at stateparks.utah.gov.
1: Don't let your next family outing end in tragedy. Don't drink and ride. Driving an OHV under the influence of alcohol is no different than driving your car under the influence of alcohol. Law enforcement officers will be out checking riders and operators of OHVs. You could end up seeing jail time, loss of driver's license, the same stiff penalties that apply to operating a car. This message is from the Utah Division of Parks and Recreation. Ride responsibly.
0: No matter what's bugging you this summer in your garden, the USU Extension Service Integrated Pest Management Program can help you find solutions. From free fact sheets and books to seminars and updated pest advisories, this website will point you in the right direction. To find these and other free resources, stop at extension.usu.edu forward slash pests.
2: When carrying a firearm, always treat it as if it were loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. Never let your muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy. And always be sure of your target, its environment, and any other safety hazards. This announcement has been brought to you by taylorgunsmithing.com.
0: Choose your adventure. With 46 state parks and an impressive list of recreational opportunities, yes, bass fishing at Sand Hall State Park, visitors might have a hard time choosing what to do each weekend. Woo!
2: surfing at Deer Creek State Park.
0: Choose your adventure, explore Utah, and create memories at Utah State Parks. For campground reservations, ideas for your next adventure, or to purchase an annual pass, stop by stateparks.utah.gov.
5: Hey, this is Nikolaski with the Utah State University Extension Integrated Pest Management Program. Let's talk about earwigs. So, earwigs have a wide host range, including all of our vegetable crops, fruit trees, and a lot of our landscape ornamental plants as well. The earwig adults are very easy to identify. They are slender with a brown body, a red-brown head, and they have those prominent pair of tinctures on the rear end of their body. Earwigs are actually omnivores. They have a diverse diet feeding on several plants, fungal spores, or small invertebrate insects, and a lot of decaying organic matter. Earwigs can cause damage by feeding on buds, flowers, fruits, or the corn silks, tender vegetable seedlings, and leaves, which can cause direct plant damage, reducing the crop yield and aesthetic injury. They like to crawl in tight, dark places and spend the day making them an unwanted presence in harvested fruits, vegetables, and flowers. Eelings can have two or more generations per year. They overwinter as brooding pairs or above ground in aggregation. Populations tend to build to their highest densities in mid to late summer. Adults like to hide in dark, tight, and moist places during the daytime It may seek shelter inside buildings. Eggs are laid in clusters of 30 to 40 with those nests being in the soil. Earwigs are most abundant in highly irrigated or mulched areas. To manage earwigs, try using traps to monitor and reduce their numbers. A lot of growers will place boards, corrugated cardboard, rolled up or crumpled moistened newspaper, or bake containers like a tuna can or little plastic cup of wares with smelly oils like clam oil or bacon grease in crop areas early in the spring, and this can help monitor their populations weekly. Always be sure to reduce or remove the nesting and hiding places for the earblades. Since these earwigs can be considered both beneficial and detrimental to crops, only really consider treatment if there is a severe problem and it's causing unacceptable crop damage. If you want to learn more about earwigs or other pests, be sure to visit our website at extension.usu.edu slash pests.
0: Connect with the world through RISE Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, RISE Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment whether you live in a suburban or rural area, RISE helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. RISE Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype. Get more for less with RISE Broadband to check availability in your area visit RiseBroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE.
1: Now back to Western Life Radio with your host, Brian Brinkerhoff.
0: Welcome back to Western Life Radio. I'm Brian Brinkerhoff, host of this program. We have Mr. Ty Hunter joining us with Utah State Parks and Recreation. And the Utah Boating Program. This last week, we're starting to see a change in the weather. We're starting to see those monsoons roll north. Another big thing that can really tag us is those quick, sudden storms. And, man, they can really rock and roll your boats. They can cause a lot of havoc if you're not watching the weather.
3: Yeah, whatever your beliefs are, we should be praying for rain. And doggone it, we've been getting a little bit here and there. Some places have been getting more than what they wanted, but we're getting rain. There's been damage and disasters down south, and it's pretty scary with that. And that stuff can occur up here. We saw some things in the Mapleton area and Spanish Fort, and it was crazy. So you start to see these. This is where you want to be watching your weather. Know what the weather is going to do before you go and what those forecasts are. And then that old saying keep a weather eye. That means that your head's got to be up, out away from your phone out away from just the horizon of water there and you guys having a great time and start looking all the way around you. You start to see some dark clouds building. You even start to hear some rumblings. Most of our bodies of water, especially up north here, you have some decent cell coverage. You get lightning alerts and other things like that. Then it's maybe time to start thinking, I need to go into a place of safety because that one more time, could run you into a disaster situation you may not make it pack in enough time to that safe harbor to that safe marina or onto the trailer so start thinking about that instead of one more time how am i going to get the boat onto the trailer how am i going to get into the vehicle without being pelted with rain and hail and the winds and so that's the biggest thing is keep that weather eye out look you need to make your decisions. Can you make it back in enough time? And that's where we get a lot of people that want to stay out a little bit longer and we can't get into safety quick enough. And you also need to know, what can your boat do? Are you in a little 16-foot aluminum boat? Is it flat bottom? Is it a V-hull? Or are you on a 24- to 30-foot wakeboard boat that you've got 1,000 gallons of water pumped on board and you're pushing a great big wake? Can that boat handle heavy waves? And that's the thing that you need to know about. And sometimes you can make big waves with those boats, but sometimes they cannot handle heavy water like that, especially with that much ballast in them. So you're pumping them out, you're getting up, you're cruising in, getting in, get on the trailer safely, and get in the truck dry, and then let it rain. And then you got to start thinking about, how am I going to get home? Have you ever towed that trailer in heavy standing water on the roadway? We've all seen with the nasty dust storm south of Fillmore, there were trailers in there. There were semis. There were camping RVs. How are you going to get home, and what's the safest method to get home, especially with these winds and this monsoonal weather that comes through? So be aware of that. We're in the desert. Dust can come up. Monsoonal storms that get pushed in here, we can have heavy rain high winds lots of lightning and you can even have smoke which we're dealing with like today but you can have a fire nearby that can take you know visibility down to zero so start thinking about those things about getting off the water but also how are you going to get home safely
0: not to mention the factors that after being on the water all day you can get pretty tired i know i do i really do appreciate a nap or something or a little break between getting off the water and getting on that highway heading home
3: yep there's that too it depends on and everybody gets affected differently but being out in the water and being in the heat can zap you it can drain you of energy and you could get in that nice cool vehicle and all of a sudden get a little tired well that may be the time to pull off and park in a parking lot take that power nap that's a great idea there and somebody that's willing to do that you are awesome somebody that's going to fight through and think they can slap their legs and turn the music up and keep themselves awake, you are a hazard. You are no different than an intoxicated driver. So just make sure that you take care. And then by chance, if you've been drinking at all that day and you've been out on the boat, you could have some long-term impairment that comes along with that. Think as a passenger and also think as a boat operator. If you are going to partake of any type of alcoholic beverage, get a designated driver. And if you're a passenger, make sure you have a designated driver to get you off the water and then also home safely. We don't want to be carrying that out onto the roadways.
0: And I've seen a lot of boaters and I've seen a lot of RVs and campers weaving back and forth, usually at the tail end of the weekends. And it's either got to be that or they're distracted or something. I don't know what it is. I'm not the guy to judge that, but sometimes you see them pushing a little hard on those lines on the road between the lanes, and it makes you nervous.
3: Oh, it does. It makes you nervous. Unfortunately, I've probably made a few people nervous around me, and sometimes I'm trying to get that sunflower seed bag open or something like that, and it's that distracted driving, and nothing is important, as important as keeping in your lane, keep being attentive, especially when you have something behind you. Things can't happen. It used to be that before we really had air conditioning in all of our vehicles, we had our wing windows open. You had that bee blow inside the vehicle and you're like, oh crap, you're swatting the bee trying not to get stung. Well, now it's cell phones going to the next song. It's making sure my navigation system's set up correctly so I can get where I need and not miss the exit. You can be cracking a soda. You spill your sunflower seeds or whatever else with that. Well, any and all of that can be cleaned up. Pull over, take a little time, clean it up, take care of yourself. And if you got other people in the vehicle, let them do that for you and let your driver drive and the other people help your driver. So that's a big thing. Let's just keep everybody aware and alert while we're out there because that time coming home, you see it all the time as everybody gets in the piles in the vehicle and everybody goes to sleep and that four driver has to be the one that muscles at home. So somebody stay awake. Somebody help that driver out. It's a team effort.
0: It truly so is. that's a big thing. Since the pandemic, I've noticed that there's a lot of people really short on temper, short on patience, short on being kind to each other. Towards the end of the summer, usually we see this anyway, that you call it the summer burn.
3: Oh, yeah. We call it the August burn. So August the burn. August burn has hit in July this year. You've said it. I think since the pandemic, people are just short. They're short on everything. They're short on patience. They're short on kindness. They're short on tolerance of just whatever's out there. And we've all heard it. You cannot travel the speed limit on the freeway anymore. You're a hazard with the speeds that are out there. And it's, you able to think of this, you're pulling a boat, think about What are your tires rated? How fast are your tires rated to go? Some of these tires are not rated to go 75 miles an hour. That's a good thing to walk out there. Look at your trailer. Look at the speed rating that's on your trailer. Google that. Find out what those tires are speed rated to go and then keep under that speed because you'll have tire blowouts. You're not only a hazard to yourself, but you're a hazard to everybody around you. So slow down. And for everybody else out there, be tolerant of those guys pulling a trailer. And that's even to the big trucks, to just us weekenders that are pulling something from one place to the next. Be patient with them. There's a reason why they're going slow. And it may be because they got a heavy load on. They got a lot of their gear and they don't want it sloshing and going everywhere. But the other thing is that their tires may not allow them to go that fast. And if you think I'm up in the night, Google it, figure it out, do whatever research you got to do with it. It's the truth. And that's why we see so many blowing trailer tires, and those that are blowing their tires out, they know because it's expensive. takes wheel wells out. It damages all sorts of stuff. It could damage the car next to you. So just be careful. And for everybody else, be tolerant of folks that are out on the roadway. And be tolerant of those that are out on the waterway. I mean, we're seeing it in public pools where somebody's splashing somebody and then they get in a fight over it. And it's just like, we need to talk through things. We are now breeding a world of intolerance and we just want to fight. Wow, that's not cool.
0: You're right. Give yourself extra space. I know you've been interested in encouraging folks to give yourselves a little extra distance. I know it's tough with the water levels dropping like they are, but give each other a little extra space out there on the water when you're out there boating.
3: Yeah, just extra space. I mean, I've seen some crazy things in just the last little bit that I actually observed. I cannot believe it this year, somebody that was setting themselves up for teak surfing. That's grabbing hold of the swim deck and being drugged behind the boat. That is like, propeller entry to carbon monoxide poisoning within seconds and it's like really holy cow i could not believe that that occurred and that's the whole thing is, is everybody is pushing limits one way or another and it's like good grief You know it's good to have fun out there and you may have to go wakeless a little longer and i know that's frustrating and we only have so much time to go places you got to look at things a little more positive. You're out on the lake. You're on vacation. You're out to have a good time. Be happy for that. Maybe we need to watch Pollyanna a little bit more and maybe do the glad game. And I'm sorry to bring up that old movie with that. But, wow, we need to be more glad about things. That We're glad that we have boats to go out. We're glad that we still have water to go do things. And we're glad that we have days off that we can go spend with our families. And that's what we need to be. Just be glad, be happy, be tolerant of those that are around you. That's it. I think I've said enough on that one.
0: Mr. Ty Hunter joining us once again with Utah State Parks and Recreation. Thank you for taking time with us today.
3: You're welcome. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you. And to all you, thanks for putting up with me for this time. And we'll talk to you again here soon about waterfowl.
0: World through RISE Broadband and stay in touch with all things important to you and your family. Known as the number one fixed wireless internet provider in the United States, RISE Broadband will keep you connected with work, school, shopping, and entertainment. Whether you live in a suburban or rural area, RISE helps keep you and your family connected with the people and things that you value most. RISE Broadband offers flexible packages designed to meet your budget so you can enjoy all your favorite music and movies with fast, reliable, in-home Wi-Fi. Stream your favorite shows, play the hottest games without buffering, and stay in touch with family and friends on Skype get more for less with Rise Broadband, to check availability in your area, visit risebroadband.com or call 844-411-RISE. You all know might think that a day on the lake is all fun and the sun on your bum, but you and my friends are incorrect. Today, we're gonna feel the burn together while Roy gets you ready for a safe day on the lake. Not only do live jackets save your lives, but they make you look amazing. Let's get started. This first routine is the important one. You gotta zip it, gotta zip it, gotta click it.
5: Zip it, click it. Look at you, Terry.
0: Oh yeah, guys, got it.
5: Five down the boat.
0: Wave to the boat. Scream for help. Oh! What's wrong, Terry? I
1: just I just can't swim good. Oh,
0: that's okay, little buddy. That's what this is for. Oh. Woo. Thanks for my exercise. I think you're ready for a safe day on the lake. Just remember, always wear your life jacket. Choose your adventure. With 46 state parks and an impressive list of recreational opportunities, yes, bass fishing at Sand Hall State Park, visitors might have a hard time choosing what to do each weekend.
2: Woo! surfing at Deer Creek
4: State Park.
0: Choose your adventure, explore Utah, and create memories at Utah State Parks. For campground reservations, ideas for your next adventure, or to purchase an annual pass, stop by stateparks.utah.gov.
1: Don't let your next family outing end in tragedy. Don't drink and ride. Driving an OHV under the influence of alcohol is no different than driving your car under the influence of alcohol. Law enforcement officers will be out checking riders and operators of OHVs. You could end up seeing jail time, loss of driver's license, the same stiff penalties that apply to operating a car. This message is from the Utah Division of Parks and Recreation. Ride responsibly.
0: No matter what's bugging you this summer in your garden, the USU Extension Service Integrated Pest Management Program can help you find solutions. From free fact sheets and books to seminars and updated pest advisories, this website will point you in the right direction. To find these and other free resources, stop at extension.usu.edu forward slash pests.
1: Play safe on the water. In Utah, youth 12 to 17 must pass an approved safety class prior to operating personal watercraft on Utah waters. Classes are offered statewide. Register now or get more information by calling 801-538-BOAT. Visit stateparks.utah.gov. This message brought to you by the Utah State Parks Boating Program. discover the magic within
0: Utah State Parks with an annual State Parks Pass. From boating and fishing to hiking, camping, and off-highway vehicle adventures, Utah State Parks offers a wide variety of activities in the great outdoors. An annual State Park Pass opens the gate to year-round adventures at an amazing price. The annual State Park Pass provides day-use access for you and your family for 12 months from date of purchase. In addition, you Utah State Parks opens the gate to cultural and historical parks where you can learn more about Utah's rich heritage. And don't forget to reserve your favorite campsites year-round with options in teepees, yurts, and hammocks in addition to the standard tent and RV options. Visit the trailhead for more information at stateparks.utah.gov.
2: Ricky, my man! Hey! Headed out on the lake, I see. These fish aren't gonna catch themselves, am I right? <laughs> Got some brewskis from broski No, thank you, that's illegal. What, come on, aren't you the guy that wrestled the buffalo on Antelope Island? First of all, they're called bison, and I was delivering a breech calf. Wow, come on, man. I'll trade you this six of suds for that life jacket. A real man always wears his life vest he never protects of alcohol while operating a boat. Everyone knows that. Not, Not everybody does. Everybody knows that. You got me.
0: Explore the universe from one of Utah's dark sky parks. With more than 14 state park destinations to choose from, your family can gaze at the Milky Way, Watch the moon rise or make a wish during a meteor shower. With the right telescope, you can find nearby planets, tour distant galaxies, or capture the heavens with your own deep space photography. Your adventure begins with a camping reservation and a clear view to the darkened skies. Launch your epic nighttime adventure at stateparks.utah.gov.
4: and people with stories and dreams through cadence of nature the wilderness beckons a song of the mountains rings out through the trees the voice
0: been listening to Western Life Radio, a 30-year outdoor and Western lifestyle tradition. Thanks for joining us. May all your days be filled with new adventures. I'm Brian Brinkerhoff.